Confused by finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances and Planning for Retirement. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. Today we're going to talk about planning for retirement. We're going to cover some things like how much do I need to save for retirement? What do I need to be thinking about in retirement? And what is the time value of money? So how do you feel about this particular topic? Does it make you say, oh, no sweat? Or does it make you say, yikes? Eh, no sweat. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, my husband is very financially savvy. So we've um, we've got quite a system, actually, where we analyze everything every month and <laughs> think about where our money's going. So that is actually awesome. I don't discount your ability, though, because it's one of the reasons that I love talking with you in the previous years is because you also had a very goal oriented attitude and making choices to reach those goals. So um, I'm glad you have like a system in place now, but I think you would have come up with that yourself too. That's true. That's true. But I do think, yes, he's helped with the organizing of all the information for us. (laughs) Now I'm interested. So you might have to share that with me later. Oh yeah. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to be talking about planning for retirement today. In 2019, Schwab Retirement published research saying their participants needed $1.7 million on average to retire. Saving money for retirement is not the same as investing your money for retirement. 50% of people tend to put additional money in savings versus investments. When we say investments, we're talking about things like your 401k, a 403b, IRA, or HSAs. So if you are not putting your money in an investment account like this, then that means that they will be getting lower returns than an investment. Right. So your savings account is going to earn you right now, I don't know, maybe 2%, somewhere around 2%, where with investments, you... There's no guarantees, but you can earn up to seven, eight, nine, depending on what's happening with your returns. I love that um, HSAs was mentioned here because like we said last week, that health savings account, it is absolutely an investment vehicle. You can withdraw against it with no penalty for any of your health concerns. So again, it's just another form of an investment vehicle. 401ks and 403bs, we've talked about set it and forget it as a, a way of saving for your retirement. But That's not going to be helpful if what you're doing is putting in a flat rate dollar amount. So if you set it at $400 and put $400 in every single month, and that never increases over your lifetime, that's not necessarily going to get you where you want to be in retirement. So if we're going to set it and forget it, you want to be considering putting in a percentage which could work out to be $400. But what that percentage does is it allows you to get pay increases. And that way, what you're putting in 4% of your pay is going to continue to grow over the years as you continue to work. So that 4% might end up being at the end of your career, um, not $400 a month, but maybe $2,000 a month or, or whatever, but it will grow over your career. One of the other things is that this is the kind of time that you might want to really look at seriously getting some kind of professional help with your investing. If you're using a 403 or 401k, you are able to look at whatever your company is offering you, but you might want some other professional input as to which of those funds you should be putting your money into. So a CFP would help you make confident choices and 
be able to make sure that they're not only looking at what you're investing in and your retirement, but they're also going to be able to help you with your estate, your taxes. They can help you with any of those financial plans if you choose to use them. And again, you can get a fiduciary, someone who is thinking only of you for a flat rate and pay them an hourly rate to do this. Or you could say, you know what? I want you to be in charge of all of my wealth, all the money that I have, and they'll continue to make that grow. And they might take a 1% fee from what you have. But the beauty of it is they're going to help take care of you. They're going to help you with getting your wills planned, estate planning, trusts drawn up, make sure that choices you're making will affect your taxes in the best way for you. Because how I do my taxes or how someone else does their taxes isn't going to be the same way for a third person. All of our life situations are different. Yeah, it's worth it to have a professional take a look at it. Even if they're only going to look at it to make sure what you're doing is spot on. I mean, I would love to hear, yes, you've done the very best thing you could possibly do for yourself. And then I've only paid them a fee to go over that and make sure I'm doing the best thing. Yeah. So when will you retire? When do you plan to retire? Generally, people plan to retire after working for 30 to 40 years. So you need to be investing during those years. Many people in the U.S. delay their entry into the workforce due to things like grad school. And so if that is you, then you might need to play catch up for a few years. If you were born after 1960, the minimum Social Security age will be 67. And this is a rise from the current age of 65. Just quickly, what does that mean? It means that if you want to take your full 100% of your Social Security, currently that age is 65. But for those of us that were born after 1960, when we get to retirement age to get 100% of our benefits, we won't be able to get those until age 67, where someone today taking their benefits at age 67 will get 100 plus percent. So maybe 108% or 112%, but they're going to get greater. And again, those of us born after 60, we're gonna have to wait till 67 to take those full benefits. So something else to keep in mind as you're planning ahead. The amount of time you will live after retirement is also important. Women currently are expected to live to 80.9 years of age and men to the age of 76. And again, these are averages. This is something that it's very difficult to actually plan for and anticipate, but something that you want to keep in mind as you're trying to plan for how much money you will need in retirement uh, or how long you'll be in retirement. Just like Jennifer just said, there's no guarantee that, you know, at 80 plus years or at 76 years, that that's how long we're going to live. But you have to at least be planning for that unless you have other knowledge about how long you're going to live. You don't want to make your plans, men, to age 76 and then you end up living to 100 because that's a long time to not have money available to you. So we've talked in earlier podcasts about the 4% rule. In other words, dividing the desired annual amount you want to have. So for example, if you want to have $80,000 annually out of your retirement, then you're going to need $2 million in savings. And how do we figure that out? Well, 2 million divided by 4% is going to give you $80,000. So for the person that thinks when I retire, I'm going to need $80,000 a year, you will have to have saved $2 million to be able to take out 80000 each year and still have money to live on in the coming years. That's going to assume, though, those numbers I just gave you, that your investments will grow at about 5%, which is pretty common right now. So it's not a, a huge, wow, I need to make 11%. And that way, that 5% will help replenish the 4% that you're taking out. 
like a diet, honestly, that 4% rule only works if you stick to it. If you say to yourself, wow, this year I want to spend $120,000, you have to realize that you're going to have to find ways to make up that money elsewhere. So it's just something you got to be careful that once you're giving yourself a budget that you're able to stick to that budget, just, just like anything else. Right. So many of you are listening to this. You're probably wondering how you're doing right now. Only someone who can look at all your finances can actually tell you exactly how you're doing as you're planning for this. But we do have some guidelines or some general rules that you can think about. So then just as a guideline, at the age of 30, you want to have an amount that is equal to your current salary in investment savings. To do this, you want to be putting in 15% of your gross salary into investments and you want 50% of that to be in stocks. So what do we mean by stocks? We're talking about having something that would have kind of an aggressive growth. The younger you are, 20, 30, you want to be you want to put your money, at least half of your money into something that's going to grow aggressively. In other words, that there's pretty big return on that money. You don't want to put it in something super safe. And a safe thing is a treasury bill or a bond, a US government bond. They have a flat rate of growth, but that's not usually an aggressive growth. It's usually a small percentage. However, they're very good to have because they have an, a guaranteed return on it. It's just not going to be a big return. So that's what she's talking about when she says stocks. Right. And so at 30 years, you want to have an amount equal to your current salary. At 40 years old, you want to have two times your salary. 50 years old, four times your salary. 60 years old, six times your salary. And 67 years old, eight times your salary to be able to retire. None of those are rules that she's talking about. But when people say, well, about how much should I have? These are just guidelines that you can use to try and lead yourself towards being able to have enough for retirement. You know, nothing is a rule except that you want to have enough. And we're trying to answer what might be enough. But to do what she's talking about, you need to put about 10 to 15% of your gross pay, and gross means before taxes are taken out, in a diversified plan. So we're back to now talking about what the stocks are, those sorts of things. That includes stocks and bonds, and that those stocks should be from large companies and medium companies and small companies. It should include international companies, and it should include real estate and other types of investments. And that's what we mean when we say diversified. And you want to continue to do that through your entire work life. As you get closer to retirement, you want to make your choices into safer choices. So early on, you want it to be a good part of it going into stocks and international. Whereas you get closer to retirement, you want to start shifting over more of your money into bonds, those safe things, because you've let it grow. Now you want to keep it safe and grow. So you want both of those things. Remember that when I say 10 to 15% of your income, you're, you're aiming to get at that. But if you, you can't do it at first, that's, that's okay. But you want to be able to take also advantage of your employer's match. So when we're saying 10 to 15, if your employer matches, for example, say 5%, then you want to make up that remaining 5 to 8% to get you close to the 10 to 15%. And so at ages 25 to 35, you're aiming at that 10 to 15%. But if you haven't saved at all, or you're really just getting going on saving, and you're between 35 and 45, then you need to start trying to put away 15 to 20% of your gross salary. And if you've waited until 45 to 55, you're going to need to put away 20 to 40% of your salary to be able to retire comfortably. So you can see that putting it away sooner 
And starting sooner is going to help you by just being able to put away a smaller portion of your pay each month. So for example, if you were to only put away $50 per month starting at age 20, then by the age 65, you would have $184,885. If you didn't start putting away that $50 until you were 30, then you would have $91,218 at the age of 65. And if you waited until you were 40 years old and started putting in $50 a month, then you would only have $42,704 at age 65. Wow. Those numbers almost doubled. So between 40 and 30, that doubled almost. And then between 30 and 20, it doubled again. So you're talking about starting sooner makes a big difference. What if you're starting with more? For example, though, when I was saying 10 to 15% of your salary, an example similar to what Jennifer just said was if you're able to put $5,000 away yearly, don't freak out, I'm not talking about monthly, but $5,000 away yearly, and you start at age 25, you're going to end with $1,641,222. And this is with an annual return of 7%. They're they're making their guesses based on 7%. If you start at 35 with a $5,000 a year, you're going to end up with $796,000. And if you start at age 40, you will end up with $5,000. $146,000. And they're putting this retirement at age 70. So there's a little bit later than the 65. But you can see that that, you know, the difference between putting away $5,000 at age 25 and putting away $50 is going to move you from 184000 to $1,641,000. And the reason that that works is because of the time value of money. What do you mean by that? Well, time value of money means that the money that you have today is very valuable because you get the choice of what you're going to do with that money. So for example, if I had $1,000 today, it's going to be worth quite a bit more in five years. Why? Because I'm going to make sure I'm investing that money. So if I take that money and invest it with interest, and I say 5%, which we've said is a pretty reasonable expectation to be able to make 5%, in one year, that $1,000 will grow to $1,050 not a huge amount, but we're not talking about really trying to save only $1,000. But because of the time value of money and compound interest in year two, that same amount of money, we're not talking about the $1,000 growing. Now we're talking about the $1,050 growing. So in year two, that grows to $1,102. In year three, it grows to $1,157. In year four, 1215 and in year 5 $1276. Now I rounded all of those just to be clear, but I went from $1000 today and in one year that $1000 has grown $276, which again doesn't sound like a huge amount, but now imagine you're putting away a portion of your salary and we're not talking about only $1000 then we're talking about putting away something that you're trying to make a percentage on. And quite honestly, with your stock investments, it's possible that you would make more than 5% on it. So if you're considering how much you've saved of your salary and it works for you for 30 to 40 years and works for you, I mean, is growing for you, each year you're going to add on to your investment through that percentage that you are putting in each month yourself. You can see how your salary times how many years you've been working is going to really increase that amount of money. You're putting your money to work for you. And you've probably heard that phrase. You're just putting some money away. You're putting it away in a, not in a savings account, but investing it. And sometimes we say savings, but we are talking about saving it in investments. 
then that money is going to work for you when all you've been doing is putting a little bit of money away. It's been growing a lot for you. Right. When they say don't work for your money, make your money work for you. Good one. We found a really great retirement calculator on Vanguard's website. So the website is retirementplans.vanguard.com. This is an online calculator where you can enter certain information and it will calculate for you about how much you would need at retirement. So it's going to have you enter things like how old you are currently and at what age you want to retire, your current salary, how much money you've already saved annually for retirement, how much money you have saved annually for retirement through your investments, how much just savings money that you have put away. How much of your current income do you think you'll need in retirement? Your expected return. So you would typically use 5%, but you can kind of play around with the numbers to see if the economy gets worse than you could calculate with 4% or 3% as well. And then you would also enter how much you would receive in Social Security. One of the things about that is when she's talking about playing around with it, literally put in 5%, see what it works out to, then put in 4% and see what that does to your number, which it will go down, put in 3% and see what that does to your number. And can you conceivably retire on that? Or then you'll have to think, well, maybe I need to move that age up. So instead of saying 67, maybe I say 68 or 69, just so that you have an understanding of how much money you will have. You're not committing to when you will retire or what percent you have to earn on it, but it just lets you start to see how that time value of money, that over time, how much your money will increase in value. And then the last part of that is to consider thinking about your investments without considering getting the social security benefit. The social security benefit, I believe will be there through some, maybe some changes, but in any case, you should be considering, well, could I live without that social security benefit? And then once you've figured out how much money you'll need without it. If you are still able to receive that benefit, that's just going to be on top of your careful planning. Because what I would hate to have you do is be counting on it. And then for some reason, we don't end up getting it or we don't get the same amount, which is also, I guess, a possibility. And then that breaks your budget. And now you have to work longer or you know make other life choices when you're trying to get ready for retirement. So just play with those, those numbers about the percentages and social security. Now in retirement, your needs are going to go down. Some needs will go up and some needs will go down. So the things that will go down or even disappear are some employment costs that you might have, like work clothes or parking or commuting, or if you eat out for your meals, those costs will disappear. Your goal should be to try and have your mortgage paid off at retirement so that you don't have that that payment. But that would be also something that even if you haven't fully got it paid off, it should be paid off very soon after retirement. And then again, that will be something you don't have to worry about paying out. You're not going to worry about paying your kids tuition at this point, probably. You're not going to have FICA, which are your social security taxes taken out of your paycheck. You don't have to worry about saving anything when you retire, because at that point you're dipping into those savings. So you're not making money to put into savings. So you don't have to worry about that. And it's possible that your auto insurance might also go down as not having to drive so frequently. So those are some great things that will go down or could potentially go down in retirement, but you are also going to have some increases on things. For instance, your healthcare costs could very well go up in retirement. So the amount of money that you spend on gifts for other people may go up at this time. You may start to realize that you want to make more changes around the house. Your property taxes may arise due to inflation. 
And there may be some other lifestyle increases that happen during retirement. You may decide that you want to travel more and you're going to be spending a lot more money on that. There may be clubs that you want to join or hobbies that you want to take on. Um, You may want to have a second home. So these are all things that could potentially go up during retirement. So one of the things that I really want to point out is that these calculators are amazing for helping you start to think about how much you might need at retirement. It's not a guarantee that you'll get any of these returns, but I think that it is very eye-opening to have you go take a look at how much your currently saving and how much you might need. I think it's a a reality check, honestly, to say, wow, I'm going to go, I was going to go ahead and buy that new car. And instead, I think I need to start putting more into my retirement right now. And just having that realization that, oh, I I could have been saving. I thought I had the money to buy it, but really I want to be putting that towards my retirement was very helpful to me just to know what is it I'm aiming at and what is it I would like to see for myself in retirement. Again, it's you're not committing to anything, but I do think just being more aware. And, and that's really what the purpose of today's podcast is just to make you more aware of it because it's very easy when you're 20, 25, 30, to not consider retirement at all because it's so far away, or at least it feels so far away. And this is meant to be to make sure that you're on the track so that you can live your life without worrying about it because you're making your plans. Yeah, I was just going to say, I I completely agree that this is very much, you know, to help educate people and help them recognize what you're doing and kind of think about your goals and the things that you want in the future. And these calculators and things just kind of help you think about those and see where you're at and see how you're doing. Well, thanks for listening to Finances and Planning for Retirement. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share and consider leaving a review because that helps us bring financial education to others. Let us know what questions you'd like answered on our Facebook page at Finances And or by going to our website at financesand.net. You can now find infographics on these topics on our website and right here in the show notes as well. Finances And does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice in your specific situation. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to. (laughs) 